Hi, my name is Pastor Emmanuel Sekuma. Welcome to Church of Living Water Podcast. I know this message is going to be a blessing to you, but do me a favor. Please share so others can be blessed as well. God bless you. This morning, uh, God has given me a word for you. Just as you ask him to speak to you, I believe he will speak to you. And the word is entitled, Calling You Out Upon the Waters. God is calling you out upon the waters. If you are looking for subtitle, it is come, it is I, Jesus. Come with me to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew 14, 22 to 33, as I read the word of God from the NIV. The Bible says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But immediately said to them, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. I want you to take note of the word. Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Mm. Come, he said. Then Peter got out, out of the boat, walked on the water, came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, but when he saw the wind, but when he saw the wind, Note that he was terrified, he was afraid, and beginning to sing, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? When they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Praise God. I believe this morning is a prophetic morning and I sense it's a prophetic moment because I believe there is an urge. There is a moment that we have come to that you sense there is something that is bigger than yourself. There is something that you believe this is the season to do it. It is a morning that many people are sensing the edge that they need to do something for Jesus or to fulfill a purpose, to do something, to get into the ministry or to fulfill a business or do something. There is an urge, I sense prophetically, there is an urge to step out and fulfill destiny, to step out and, 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 and whatever God has called you to do, you sense, I, I don't know, but this is the moment to do it. The reason why I believe this is the reason is that God has sent a wave prophetically which is 
urging people to step out upon the waters, to begin to go into territory unknown, to be able to step into a place and do something you have not done before. And when those moments come, it can be very scary because maybe you haven't done it before. Maybe you are wondering if it's going to work out. Maybe you are wondering you've done it before and you didn't have a good experience. And all of a sudden, you have this urge. There's a sense of uh, something is staring within you and say, I am more than this. I can do this. But then there is some hesitation and you are battling within yourself thinking, Lord, what's going on? I sense this is, this is it. I pray as I go through the world, God is going to call you upon the waters. The Bible says, Jesus, as you know, everywhere he goes, crowd always follow him. He's fed the crowd. He's heard good news. I mean, he heard news that he didn't really want to hear about, you know, John being beheaded and dealing with the crowd and feeding them and so forth. He now began to move away from the crowd and to go into a place that he can be alone with the Father. You see, in life, loneliness is not the absence of people. Loneliness is the absence of God. You can be in a place alone. Loneliness is not the absence of people, but loneliness is the absence of purpose. You can be in a place alone, but if you know the reason why you are there alone, you begin to make, find that it makes sense to be alone. Jesus is not alone, and he sends the disciples, and he said, go ahead and get into the boat. I'm going to catch up onto you guys. So the Bible says, they go ahead. After Jesus went and spent time with the Father, he prayed. He decided to walk towards the disciples on the water. Remember, they're in the boat, and he's walking on the water. The Bible said when they saw him coming, they were terrified. The Bible says, you know, in that middle of hour, night time, and they were looking at somebody walking on the water. And they're wondering, this cannot be a human being. It must be a ghost. And Jesus looked at them and said, hey. Don't be terrified. Don't be afraid. Take courage. It is I. It is I, Jesus. And we are living in a world today that we, we are familiar with the eyes. We've got the, you know, iPhones and iPods and, you know, iPads and all that. But before all of them, there was I, Jesus. <laughs> they had different versions of iPhones will come and go. There are different versions of iPods will come and go, but there is still I, Jesus. He said, take courage, it is I, Jesus. And it's my prayer that this morning you're going to connect with I, Jesus. Because with I, Jesus, there's no different versions. He never gets outdated. He was yesterday, today, and yesterday, today, and forever. He remains I, Jesus. It is I, Jesus, come. Christmas is coming very soon. You're going to say, hey, we've released a new iPhone. No new Jesus is released. The same Jesus remains the same. And he's saying to you this morning, come, it is I, Jesus. My battery doesn't run out. I don't change versions. 
I am who I am. I am the I am. I am I, Jesus. Take courage. It is I. This morning, I want to speak about four moments we go through. When you come to the moment that you sense, this is my season to step out upon the waters. The first moment we go through is the moment I call, Lord, if it is you, tell me. Peter saw Jesus coming. And everybody's in the boat terrified. He told them, it is I take courage. Then Peter says, I got to step out of this. But before I do that, Jesus, I want to know if it is you, tell me to come. The first moment is, Jesus, if it is you, please tell me to start the business. Jesus, if it is you, tell me to start the ministry. Jesus, if it, I've, I've sent the edge, I feel that you're calling me, but uh, if it is you, please tell me to get into that relationship. Jesus, if it is you, tell me. And we get into prayers, we get into fasting. And we come to the next moment. The second moment is what I call the green light moment. Peter has asked Jesus, is that you? Jesus, tell me to come. Jesus says, Peter, it is I, Jesus, come. So you have prayed about the situation. You have prayed about the ministry. And then you've heard the confirmation. You've read the word of God. It feels right. The season is right. Everything that you are hearing is, hey, it is I, Jesus. It is time for you to start that business. It is time for you to get in that relationship. It is time for you to go ahead and fulfill destiny. It is time. And then you come to that. I've got the green light moment. It is I. Now, Peter has got the green light. He's heard the voice of Jesus. He's heard the voice of Jesus. He's heard the confirmation he was looking for. And the Bible said, now he steps out. The third moment is the moment that we step out. We step out towards fulfilling that dream. You step out towards that, you know, destiny. You step out towards trying to start the business. Whatever it is that you've had the green light, it's time to step out. And you step out. It's the moment that you feel like, hey, Jesus is saying, go ahead and start that. Go ahead and start the ministry. Go ahead in that relationship. Go ahead and you feel pumped and all of a sudden you have stepped out. The fourth moment we go through, Peter steps out. He begins to take a walk towards Jesus. And bang, here comes the wind, the wind moment. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sing, cried, the Lord, save me. The wind moment. We come to that moment, so all of a sudden, I want you to follow me carefully. You were saying, Jesus, if it's you, he said, it is I. Yes, you've heard that. Go ahead. Jesus, is that you? He said, yes, it is I. You got the green light. Now you have stepped out. But you didn't expect the wind. Here comes the wind. And in the wind, there's four-letter words in the wind. And I'm going to break it down in that moment what happens to us. The first letter in wind is W, worries. The wind comes all of a sudden. Worries begin to come. You begin to worry about the situation. You begin to worry about the same ministry. You begin to worry about the relationship. You begin to worry. Worry sets in. The next thing in the wind, wind is I, insecurity. All of a sudden, here comes insecurity. 
You feel insecure. You've stepped out. You heard the voice of Jesus. You heard a voice. You had the green light. You stepped out. Here and all of a sudden, you've stepped out towards the thing God has called you. All of a sudden, here comes insecurity because you didn't expect the wind. The next letter in the wind is N. And then you begin to hear nothing but negativity. Or the word it starts with no. No, you can't do this. No, this is dangerous. No, can you see? No, I think you're going to fail. No, I don't think the business is going to work. Everything in that moment is a no, no, no. We can't do it. No, it's scary. No, don't do it. No, I don't think we're going we're gonna to get there. Peter, uh, no, no, no. Peter, uh, uh, no, you can't, you can't walk on the water. Peter, I think, no, you're not going to make it. Peter, this is dangerous. Peter, no. And you come to that moment. No, everything. Then the enemy begins to blow and start making so, I mean, it's so um, uh, loud in your ears. No, this sickness is not going to go away. No, this marriage is going to fail. No, this is dangerous. No. Then he begins to lead it to the next thing in the letter D, doubt. So all of a sudden, worries kicks in. Insecurity kicks in. Negativity kicks in. Everything you are hearing is negative. No, you can't do it. And that leads you to doubt. Mm. Doubt. And all of a sudden, you begin to doubt the same Jesus that called you. You begin to doubt the word that you heard about Jesus said, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is I come. You begin to doubt. You doubt your own ability. You doubt your own calling. You doubt this is what is for me. You begin to doubt. Doubt says in Peter, I doubt if I'm going to make it. I doubt if I can reach to Jesus. I doubt if I'm not going to sink. I doubt. And he begins to doubt. Later on, Jesus said, Peter, why did you doubt? War is Insecurity. Negativity is that no, no moment. No, it's not possible. Here comes the doubt. Now Peter is in the moment of doubting. And I'm just going to show you the Peter in the boat. And the Peter outside of the boat. And the Peter back in the boat. In that moment, what do you do? When you now have stepped out, you've already started it. You've already started the ministry. You're already in halfway there. You are almost there and the enemy is telling you, you can't do this. What do you do in that moment? I want to use again the word boat to show you before in the boat. What was this boat? The first letter in the boat is B. Believe. Believe. What was his belief inside of the boat? His belief was he could do it. That's why he said, Jesus, if it is you, tell me I'll come. He believed he could do it. Jesus, if it is you, he had the belief inside of the boat. Now outside of the boat, the belief is different. And many of us, before we started the ministry, before we started the career, we believed we could do it. We believed we had what it takes. All of a sudden, when the worries come, when the insecurities come, and when the negativities come, and the doubt sets in, all of a sudden, the belief changes. The next thing in the boat is, oh, outlook. I want to talk about outlook. What was his outlook inside of the boat? His outlook was Jesus. Hey, Jesus, if it is you, tell me to come. His outlook was that, hey, this is possible. Now he's in the middle. What is his outlook? His outlook is now the wind. 
when he saw the wind, meaning he's now taking his eyes off Jesus. And most of us, we had a positive outlook to life. We had an amazing outlook. Looking to Jesus, say, we can do this. But in the middle of situations, in the middle of worries, in the middle of insecurities and all the sicknesses that come in our way, problems that come in our way, we come to that moment that we begin to now say, okay, uh, 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 I mean, uh, uh, we, we, we have a different outlook now. And all of a sudden, uh, the outlook is nothing, but we are looking at the negative things. We are looking at the worries. Outlook is now the worries. Our outlook is the insecurities. Our outlook is the negativities. And our outlook is the doubt. And everything is shifting from Jesus. We have a different outlook now. The next thing in both. So B-O-A. Attitude. What was Peter's attitude? It was an attitude of faith because everybody, all the disciples were in the boat. But Peter said, I'm going to exercise some faith here. I'm not going to remain in this boat because I feel that I've been called to step up upon the waters. I'm going to step up. I'm not going to remain in this boat. And he had faith to do it. But now, what is his attitude? In the middle of it all now, in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of the water now, his attitude is attitude of fear. And that's what happened most of us. We had an attitude of faith. We had attitude of faith in Jesus. But in the middle of the storm, in the middle of problems, in the middle of worries, all of a sudden our attitude begins to change. Our language changes. All of a sudden we have an attitude of fear. The last letter in both is T. Thought. Thought. What was his thought inside of the boat? His Thought to himself, as long as Jesus gives me the green light, I'm going to go ahead. He thought to himself, I'm not going to be remaining here. And some of you, you thought to yourself, I'm more than this. I'm called to fulfill a purpose. I'm called to fulfill a dream. I cannot remain here. You thought to yourself and said, I am better than this. Nothing is going to stop me. And you thought to yourself, you could do it. Peter thought to himself that he could do it. He thought this is possible. His thoughts were full of possibilities. His thoughts were full of hope. His thoughts were full of, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Bible says, as a man thinketh, so he is. Peter's mind, his thought was full of Jesus. It was full of hope. He was full of, I can do this. Now, here comes Saint Peter. Now, he's looking at the wind. And his thought is changing. His thought is now changing. And he's now focused on the wind. As I was preparing this message, waiting upon God, God gave me a revelation. He says, Emmanuel, I want you to look at the word wind and the word mind very carefully. What do you see the differences? I want you to follow me carefully. The word wind and the word mind, all four-letter words. But the only thing that is different is the first letters in each word. Wind starts with W, mind starts with M. And God said, what happens in this moment when we go through like Peter is going through, when the enemy sends the wind and his idea is for us, for us to be able to be defeated first in the mind. So Peter's thought, your thought is in the mind. Now he's processing things. And God has begun to show me that if you look at the letter W, it's just the letter M upside down. I want you to follow carefully. 
if you look at the letter W, it's just the letter M upside down. What does that mean? The enemy now begins to mess up your mind upside down. So all of a sudden, you begin to think opposite of what you were thinking. So all of a sudden, instead of victory, defeat. Instead of success, failure. Instead of, you know, thinking I am above, you think I'm beneath. Instead of I think I, 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 I can do this, I can't do this. Instead of thinking that, hey, this is Jesus who has called me. The mind has now been turned upside down. When the wind comes, it turns everything upside down. And you, all you do is to focus on the opposite. And God said, that is all it is. It starts in the mind. So because now the wind came, his mind has turned upside down. And the Bible said he began to sink. Now you may think physically when he's sinking, where does he first sink from? Which part of his body starts sinking? His feet. But because the mind has been turned upside down, he didn't first start sinking from his feet. He first started sinking from the head. And many of us feel like we are sinking, but it's all in the herd. Many of us think the business is sinking, the marriage is sinking. Ladies and gentlemen, I came to tell somebody, God said he's going to deal with certain thoughts and minds this morning for you to know any mind that has been turned upside down, he's going to realign things so that you can think straight, so you can think based on what he has called you to be. I don't know what has made you to think upside down. I don't care what the enemy has brought to you. I came to tell you that, hey, we have the mind of Christ, and the mind of Christ is full of victory. The mind of Christ is full of success. The mind of Christ said, hey, I have begun a good work and I'm going to bring it to a perfect finish. Hallelujah. The mind, most of us, is the battle is in the mind. So Peter is in there. And the moment in his head, he thought he was sinking. The Bible says, yes, he began, his feet responded to what the mind was thinking. His feet now responded what the mind was thinking. At first, his feet, the same feet, was responding to what the same mind was thinking. It was the same thought that I can do it. It's the same thought I'm going to get to Jesus. It's the same thought I'm walking on these waters. I've been called upon the waters. Yes, yes, I can do this. Now, when the mind was turned upside down, the same feet now began to respond to what was in the mind. Most of our actions are related to what is going on in our minds. The wind is now entered the mind. And everything is turned upside down. My question is that, what do you do when you are faced with the wind? What do you do when God has called you upon the waters? He's called you to step into the place of the unknown. And all of a sudden, the wind has come. You call, you heard the voice of Jesus. And it was confirmed you had the green light. You stepped out. Now here comes the worries of life. What do you do in a moment of worries and insecurities and negativity and doubts? What do you do when the mind begins to turn upside down, which is basically opposite of what God has said, opposite of what God has designed for you? What do you do in that moment? I'm glad you asked that question. The first thing I want to help you with this morning, as God was giving me the word, remember the word of God when you come to the wind moment. Remember the word of God. Psalm 119, 105. Psalm 119, 105. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light unto my path. Remember, Peter, Jesus gave you a word. 
He said, it is I come. And as you take a step towards that destiny, as you take a step towards what he's called you to do, remember thy word is a lamp unto my feet. What does that mean? It means you may come through a moment of dark hour. You may come through a moment that you don't know where you're going. But every step you take, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. I don't care what the wind says, but I'm walking towards Jesus. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. No sickness will stop me. No anxiety will stop me. No depression will stop me. For I'm coming based on the word of God. And every crooked way may be made straighter. Every valley shall be filled. And I'm walking towards my destiny. I've taken the step. I'm going no treating. But I'm moving forward towards Jesus. And what he has said, he will do. And what he has called me, I will arrive. I am not beginning to stop. I am not a quitter. I'm not beginning, but I'm going to end. Why? Because thy word is a lamp unto my feet. I may be walking in the moment of darkness. I don't know where I'm going. The enemy may bring things in my way, but I don't know. All I care is to continue to work. I continue to take a step. Continue to work. Why? Because thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 37, 23, 25. Psalm 37, 23, 25. The Lord directs the step of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Peter heard the voice. He heard the word. He had the green light. He now take a step. Remember as you take a step to the unknown, as you take a step to walk upon the waters, Remember, the Lord is the one who is directing your steps. He delights in every detail of your life. He knows the details. Every step, he knows the detail. Keep walking. Keep going. Keep going. Don't stop. Why? Because the Lord will direct the step of the righteous. Verse 24. Though they stumble. Watch this. Though they stumble, he presupposes that it's part of it, the journey. You may fall, you may stumble, but he said, they will never fail. For the Lord holds them by the hand. Saints, we may stumble. <laughs> Saints, you may stumble in the middle of the job, in the middle of the business, in the middle of relationship, in the middle of the career. You may stumble, but remember the God who says that though you may stumble, but you will never fail. Why? Because I will hold you with my hand. Number two, remember there is another wind. When you come to the moment of the wind, remember there is a wind, but there is another wind. Come with me to Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37 talks about Ezekiel being called to speak to the dry bones in the valley of the dry bones. Come with me, verse 9 to 11. Then he said, prophesy to the bread, prophesy, son of man, say to it, this is what the sovereign law says, come, bread, from the four wings, note that, from the four wings, and breathe into this slain, that they may what? Leave. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and bread entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army, verse 11. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. In that very wind moment, Peter, this is it. My hope is cut off. I'm done. There's no hope here. I'm sinking. 
That's it. This is it. And we begin to think this is it. In that moment. And the Bible said God told Ezekiel. And he said go into the valley of the dry bones. And I want you to look at these dry bones. And these represent the people of Israel. Who are saying they have no hope. They are being cut off. But I want you to know something. I'm going to bring life back to them. In a place of hopelessness. There is hope. I want you now to prophesy. Well, speak the word. And now what's going to happen is that. I'm going to command the breath of God. To come from the four wings from the four wings and what is that going to do is to bring life the first wind may bring defeat it may bring like death it may bring situation but there is another wind God says hey command that wind when you come to that moment that you feel that hey this is scary in a moment of worry in a moment of insecurity and, and negativity and then you begin to doubt I want you to know there is another wind that wind does not come to put fear in you it's a wind that comes and all of a sudden you have hope it's a wind of hope it's a wind of life it's a wind and the four winds of God begins to blow I prophesied this morning I don't know what the wind that is blowing against you any negative wind, any worries of wind, any, I mean, I'm in doubt of wind, I declare the wind of God to blow towards you in the name of Jesus. For the wind of God is coming and it's going to give life. It's going to give hope in Jesus' name. All of a sudden, the place that you thought you were sinking, here comes the four wing of God. Say, come on, there is hope now. Come on, it is not too late now. Come on, you are not sinking now. Come on, this is not the end. Now. Come on, you are not giving up on me. There is a four wings of God blowing and that is coming from the north, it's coming from the south, it's coming from the east it's coming from the west, it's got you covered, it doesn't matter where the enemy blows his wing but there is a wind, four wings of God, if he blows it from the north he will meet the wind of God. He blows it from the south. He will meet the wind of God. He blows it from the east. He will meet the wind of God. Let him blow it from the west. There are four wings of God which has got you covered. I prophesy this morning that you are not stopping for the four wind of God is coming to give you hope and to give you life. Remember, speak the four wind. Are you worried this morning? Do you have insecurity this morning? Is there a moment the enemy is telling, no, 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 you can't do this. No, you're going to fail. Negativity, can I speak to somebody? Do you doubt this morning? I want you to command that for wind of God. Say, Father, I, there's a wind blowing. This wind of insecurity, negativity, worries. I command another wind of God. Let it blow towards my family. Let it blow towards this community. I command that for wind of God. Let it blow towards your marriage. Let it blow towards your career. Let it blow towards you. Because when the four wing of God comes, it is coming with one purpose. So that there can be hope to those who say there is no hope. And to bring life to those who say it is dead. That is the four wing of God. Number three, if you come to the wind moment, please fix your eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12.2 Hebrews 12.2 Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of your faith. For the joy of the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scoring the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Remember the Bible said when Peter saw the wind, 
when Peter saw the wind, he took his eyes from Jesus. Please, when you come to that moment of a wind moment, fix your eyes on Jesus. He is the perfecter and the finisher of your faith. He's the beginning, he's the end. He's the alpha and the omega. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't look at the worries of life. Don't look at the insecurities of life. Don't fix your eyes on the, on the negativities and the doubts. When you come to that moment, there's a wind blowing. Ladies and gentlemen, just fix your eyes on Jesus. Why? Because he's the author. He's the finisher. And if he has called you, he's faithful and he will do it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Number four. And I'll just wrap up very shortly. He said, when you come to the wind moment, he says, at least you try. Peter, he stepped out of the boat. He tried. All the other ones were in the boat. But Peter was not ashamed to admit that he needed Jesus at that moment. Cry unto Jesus. If you feel like you've come to that moment or you are sinking and you feel like, hey, this is the end, the enemy, call unto Jesus. The Bible said, Peter cried out unto Jesus. And Jesus reached out. There's something about Jesus. Anytime you cry out, he reaches out. Peter cries out, and Jesus reaches out. It's my prayer that I don't know why you're crying unto Jesus this morning. But may he reach out to you in Jesus' name. May he reach out to you with that healing in Jesus' name. May he reach out to you with that breakthrough in the name of Jesus. When they cried out, Jesus reached out. And the last thing is this. Remember when you come to that wind moment? You are worshiping a living Jesus, not a ghost. Remember at first, they said, this is a ghost. Now they climb back into the boat, and the wind stops. Do you think that is ironic? They, now, when Peter stepped out, the wind came. But when he climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. As long as you stay in the boat, you won't face the wind. As long as you stay in your comfort zone, but when you begin to step out upon the waters, you will surely face the wind, but the wind is not there to stop you. The wind is only to terrify and scare you and start to think in your head you're not going to make it. But I want you to know, Jesus is calling you out upon the waters this morning. He knows the wind will come, but he knows you can do it. And the amazing thing is this. You are not serving a living, I mean, a ghost you serving. And they said that, Jesus, you are the son of God. Wow. The same people say he was a ghost. Now he said, he's the son of God. And now they began to worship him. In that moment of insecurity and all that, and your mind began to turn upside down. And you begin to recognize that, hold on, that I serve and worship a living Jesus. The worries now turns into worship. The insecurity now turns into worship. The negativity and the no moment turns into worship. The doubt now turns into worship. And you say, Father, in my worries and my insecurity, you are the son of God. Yes, I may have insecurity. You are the son of God. I may have a doubt, but you are the son of God. What does that mean? You render everything to him in worship. And as in worship, he arises. And all of a sudden, what you thought you couldn't do, he begins to provide solutions and answers. It's my prayer. Maybe you have been facing the wind 
And I pray this wind is going to lead you to a place of worship. He is a son of God. Most of the times when we go through the wind moment, it takes away our worship and praise. Because the more you worry, the more you take your eyes off Jesus, you cannot worship him. The more you feel insecure, you can't worship him. The more you feel negative and no moment you can. The moment there's so much, your thoughts are full of doubt. Jesus, all these problems, all you're focusing on. But it's my prayer that your wind moment is going to bring you to worship and say, Oh, no! He is a son of the living God. The doctor has said that, hey, this sickness, all of a sudden you say, okay, doctor, I'm not going to focus on all this diagnosis. How I'm going to get into my room and turn on some music and say, Lord, this is what the doctor has said. But you are the doctors of doctors. You are my healer. You are the son of the living yeah. God. This is what the psychologist is saying. Depression and anxiety. But I'm not going to focus on that. I am on my knees in worship. Why? Because you are the prince of peace. You can give me peace that transcends beyond human understanding. I have doubt, but I'm not going to focus on the doubt. I'm going to turn this into worship. And in worship, all of a sudden, fear begins to give way to faith. Insecurity begins to give way to security. Worries begin to give to stability. And all of a sudden, anxiety disappears and all that. Why? Because in the place of worship, you are with Jesus, declaring you are the son of God. What is that? He is the healer. He is the breakthrough, the one who is I am that I am. He's your provider. He's your protector. Whatever you needed that was keeping you in that wind moment, he is, I am that I am. Healing I am. Breakthrough I am. Whatever it is. And I pray that this morning you have understood that God is calling you upon the waters and no wind is going to stop you. And in case we even come to that moment of the wind, we're not going to stop, but we're going to turn it into worship. And if you are ready to turn that into worship, why don't you stand up with me? And we're going to worship the Lord this morning. We're going to turn our worries into worship this morning. We're going to turn the insecurities into worship. Go ahead. We're going to turn all this negativity into worship. And I prophesy to you by the end of this worship, my God, you are not living as you came. Whatever is making you worry, oh, it's going to bring the answer. What is it that's going to make you feel insecure after worship? Are you ready to turn your wind into worship? Are you ready? Okay, this is what we are saying. He is the Son of God.